I do feel so lucky to to be where I am and I do have to remind myself like like five years ago this is exactly where I wanted to be um and again I remind myself of that because sometimes you know we get frustrated or we get tired and but actually like no this is yeah I'm living my dream <laughs> welcome to the opening credits podcast where we shine the spotlight on the people behind the scenes of your favorite films and tv shows In this podcast, we'll meet the people behind the design, who create for both fake worlds and the real world. We'll chat to film professionals about their experiences in the industry, their unique contribution to movie making, and how they apply their craft beyond the world of entertainment. Go behind the scenes of your favourite films and TV shows like never before, and meet the people who until now have been hidden in the credits. Hello. Welcome to the first episode of the Opening Credits Podcast. The fact you're here at the beginning really means a lot, so thanks so much for your support. My hope for this podcast is to provide you with an insight into the amazing work of creators in the film industry, both in terms of their creations on screen and how they apply their design skills to help real businesses. This podcast is the first stage in building a larger network for film professionals to connect with each other and with brands who want to harness their talent. If that sounds like something you'd be interested in, then stick around to the end and I'll tell you how to get involved. My guest today is Flora Fricker, a graphic designer in film, TV and animation. In this episode, Flora talks about her role in the upcoming Netflix remake of Scrooge, A Christmas Carol, and the as-yet-untitled Bridgerton spin-off, making graphic props such as shop signage, medicine labels and love letters. Flora tells us how she balances her time between film work and her own clients, creating brand identities and product packaging for small businesses, as well as her own studio where she designs and makes art prints and greetings cards. In our chat, Flora explains how she found her dream job without even knowing it existed, being inspired by and eventually working with graphic designer Annie Atkins, and how her love of nostalgia and vintage typography have influenced her designs for both the film world and the business world. So without further ado, let's hear from Flora. Hello, Flora. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Uh, just finished a nice day of freelance work, so pretty chill. <laughs> nice. What have you been working on? Um, so at the minute I'm working for uh, Polar Post, um, which is a like a magical Christmas brand that uh, writes setters to and from Love Christmas um, and I yeah I don't do the letter part but I do lots of the the branding and the product packaging so it's an online shop and you can buy beautiful like hand uh, calligraphy um, letters um, from Father Christmas or you can buy like the stationery sets and then she's got a whole toy shop of um, sorry Father Christmas has got a whole toy shop of um, like chocolate and and books and yeah lots of lots of lovely things <laughs> it's uh quite a joy to get to work work for Bob Christmas at Polar Post yeah, yeah. sounds great yeah, it must be a bit strange that. kind of working on a Christmas project in the middle of summer yeah the last three the last three summers I've been working at Christmas and we start in like May <laughs> so <laughs> it's just, yeah by the time Christmas comes around I'm like quite tired of it but um no I love it I love it it's um it's good it's nice um yeah a bit of a contrast to well film work um I just finished on a 
on a TV show, uh, which was quite manic. So this is just a nice, little bit calmer. Um, yeah. So straight from a TV show back into the the branding game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like to kind of do a bit of a balance. So kind of alternate going, working from TV and film and then picking up a bit of real life, real life work just to, you know, keep it, keep it calm. Yeah. <laughs> so I go from working 12 hour days to eight hour days. Um, it's a bit, it's a bit nicer. Um, and I, I don't know, it kind of keeps me more creative in the sense that I like working for real life brands because it gives me a bit more creative satisfaction because I can work a bit slower it's not so so rushed whereas film tv it's you know well you know what it's like it's they wanted something three hours ago (laughs) on set whereas this is like a bit of a slower process I can yeah I can take time a bit longer to research and work with a client back and forth making changes until the product is like perfect sort of thing um yeah so I like I like yeah I love my real life stuff (laughs) but I love my I love my film and tv stuff but how do you find um like transitioning between the two like going from straight from a film job and then into branding how do you kind of adjust well yeah so it is quite it's quite difficult at first because so if I'm off a tv show or or a film I usually like to give a week off in between just to like you know let the dust settle calm down you know um and then when I start on like real life clients again I'm I'm still going at 100 miles an hour so I do need to just like breathe it's okay the deadlines are usually later (laughs) so just like go at a better go at a better pace so yeah it does take a while sometimes to just chill out a bit is that the biggest uh difference would you say like the just the pace of it oh yeah yeah definitely the pace of it and also if I'm working for clients I'm I'm at home like I'm in the safety of my office (laughs) whereas if we're on film or tv you know I might be out and about and stuff like that so um yeah it's a bit different there but I have my my last few um film and tv jobs I have been working from home um I've kind of taken that since like lockdown, I've just mainly been taking working from home jobs because um, it kind of suits me more. Mm. I'm a bit of a home bird, <laughs> um, <laughs> like to avoid drama at all costs. Um, yeah, which actually works quite well. So the TV show I was just on was a um, Netflix show, um, the new spin-off of Bridgerton. Um, okay, it's untitled. It's untitled at the minute. Um, no name released but um I think people can work it out maybe what it is um but yeah that was um yeah I was working from home which was which was good but there was three so there was a lead graphic designer a graphic designer me the graphic designer from home and an assistant so the other three were in the office and I was like their like secret weapon really because nobody really knew in the art department who Flora was <laughs> they were just like where's all this work coming from and I didn't. I wasn't in all the all the drama, all the, you know, the politics of the art department. I was just like getting on with it. Got given a list, um, and just like ticked through it, which worked really well. Um, well, the rest of the team were, were happy because they were, yeah, running around doing last minute things, and I was like set like bigger sets that were coming up, so I could just get them all get them all done and 
yeah, it was good. It was a really good way of working. I think I would definitely recommend it to other graphics teams in film and TV. Sounds like a pretty good deal that you've got. Yeah, there. <laughs> I'd like to see that going forward. <laughs> if I could stay home and avoid any drama, that would be great, please. <laughs> <laughs> so how was the untitled Bridgerton spin-off? What sort, what sort of thing were you um, making from home? Um, so I was doing things like, what was I doing? Um, so I got to uh, design lots of lovely books, which was so nice. Um, got to go to the Wyvern Bindery in uh, in East, East London and get all these books made by hand and bound, like leather bound, and then um, gold, uh, gilt um, embossed and, and then um, like marbled paper and gold edges and just like dream come true getting to like design something on InDesign and then physically take it to the to the binders and get it all bound that was that was pretty cool um they've got some really they've got some good interests the characters in the show um like astronomy and like botanical and stuff like that so yeah some beautiful books and I also got to hand bind some like notebooks and stuff like that as well um so that was really nice like using different like these skills which I haven't really used since like university um yeah so lots of hand binding and then I designed quite a few like frescoes and stuff like that um so got my like illustration skills out which was which was fun it's always quite daunting when they say oh can you draw something and I still like I still don't quite believe in myself I'm always like I can't do that until I've done it and I'm like oh I did do that um but yeah so and lots of like wallpapers carpets tons of carpets um yeah it was a great show and yeah set in the 1700s so like beautiful era um late 1700s um and royal so everything was very beautiful and gold and swirly (laughs) yeah right up my street really I love that era um I was quite sad when I when I finished on it because I was like I'm quite attached to these characters and attached to this time period I don't really want to leave it um but hopefully I can go back to the to that time at some point (laughs) yeah is that the sort of sort of work you tend to you tend to be drawn to that kind of period uh you know hand-drawn graphics that kind of thing yeah I love I love that if it like as long as it doesn't involve a screen then I'm good so (laughs) I don't have to do screen graphics thank you um but yeah I love yeah I love um yeah like it's it's great because as a like a graphic designer for film and tv we end up designing things of all the like great the great craftsmen like you know um like like people that do like etching and, and the printers and engravers like we have to take that all on um so that's really fun I love doing that and then like researching like how are you going to get this engraved into this and then, um yeah it's amazing I just and I love the research side it's quite a niche area of design and particularly film design that I imagine quite a lot of people probably didn't even know existed how did you go about getting into it um so yeah, I was studying, I studied graphic design at Falmouth University um, and I was having a good time there, but I I didn't want to go into like a big branding or packaging agency. It didn't quite feel right to me. Um, it didn't quite 
I don't know, suit suit my style, I guess, because I was always quite crafty as well as like design. I, I kind of like, you know, like making little bits. And then I read an article on It's Nice That um, featuring Annie Atkins. Um, and I was like, oh my God, there is, there is, there is a job. You get like a graphic designer for film and TV. Like what on earth? Like I watch films and TV all the time. Like, and I had no idea that a graphic designer was, was even a thing. Like I knew about a costume designer. I knew like, you know, director. Um, but yeah, that was a whole new world, which I had no idea about. And I got my first job or first uh, work experience with Sophie Powell. Um, and I could just on a week, week TV thing. And that was just, that was amazing. Cause I knew about graphics, but I didn't know anything about TV or film. So that, that week was just like an overload of information. And she was amazing at like, at, you know, showing me how, how it all worked and stuff like that. Um, and then it kind of just snowballed from that one week. Then I had a, a month somewhere and then I had an actual, got an actual job um, on a TV show. And then, yeah, I haven't been out of work since actually. Yeah, it's mad really. When, you, when I think back to how it all started, um but yeah it was it was Annie that um she's the light bulb yeah Annie Atkins has become the guru for all things graphic design filmmaking in the last few years and she's done so much in terms of going on podcasts and doing talks and obviously her book that's really kind of brought the subjects into the limelight yeah she shone the spotlight on it because even my my lecturers had no idea that it was a that it was a thing um yeah (laughs) do you tend to say because you obviously made um prop projects as a way to get in from Mm. kind of studying design and then that would be the way for you to get into the film industry is that kind of what you recommend people would do if they want to kind of get into this sort of line of work absolutely like doing your own self-initiated briefs um prop projects like they're like well I find them really fun (laughs) it's like it's you can be so indulgent and it's your time to choose your own character and you know you can do a a prop brief on anything you like like you can show off your interests and your skills and I, yeah I always recommend doing your own self-initiated brief to like show your skills show your interests um yeah and if you already have like a portfolio of work if you've already got a body of work like show that too because you know that's all relevant but if you you know if you've got other interests and that's really good I did I did do a few prop projects like tailored for specific shows so I heard that they were making um they were going to remake um Eliza Doolittle My Fair Lady and I absolutely loved the original um film and the stage show and I was like I I gotta get on this (laughs) so I made my own prop project for this anyway sadly they haven't made it. If they are still making it, you know, if anyone's listening, yeah, <laughs> I, would cool. keen, I would be keen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so I did this project. I sent it to a few people. Sadly, then they weren't making the show, but somebody did see it. And it was in the same era of a film they were working on. Um, and they were like, great, she can work in this era. Let's get her in. So literally a few days later, I was in on a different show, um, but in that era. So yeah, yeah definitely 
you know, if you hear anything or say you're a big Star Wars fan or something like that, do a project based in that based in that era or that that world um, and get it like get it out there. This kind of sounds like you've ended up in your kind of ideal job from kind of studying at uni and then discovering this uh, this yeah. job that you didn't know existed. And then you've kind of you kind of, you know, figured out a way to to get into it. Yeah, no, I I do. I I do feel so lucky to to be where I am. And I do have to remind myself like, like five years ago, this is exactly where I wanted to be. Um, and again, I remind myself of that because sometimes, you know, we get frustrated or we get tired and but actually like, no, this is, yeah, I'm living my dream. <laughs> almost. <laughs> um, but yeah, like growing up, like I was always making stuff. I was like, you know, like, designing wallpaper for my doll's house or you know on sims like always been designing and tinkering away um so yeah it does yeah definitely fits fits me well um and then you kind of went full circle in a way because you've you started off being inspired by annie and then mm -hmm. getting into the industry and then you've ended up working with annie and kind of um yeah. designing her book yeah, so um, I did Annie's workshop um, and I interned for her. And then at university, I designed a book for my mum and I did all these. So my mum is a, a bridal wear designer and I did all these photographs of her tools and things like that. And I showed the book to Annie and she absolutely loved it. And she was like, I, I, I want those photographs for my book. <laughs> so... I, I couldn't believe it because I, I wouldn't call myself a photographer. My dad and my brother are actually, they are, for, they are the photographers of the family. Um, but yeah, so I went to, I went to Dublin. I think I was there for like seven or eight weeks and I turned Annie's beautiful, immaculate studio upside down. <laughs> and we found out all, found all her old props and we, we made a lot of props because they were, you know, missing or whatever. And then, yeah, I got to photograph them all. Um, yeah such and it's such a good book the bible the bible of graphic design it really is yeah it's set on everybody's uh shelf who kind yeah. of does this kind of work i'm kind of looking at mine now as well uh and for anyone who doesn't know it's um annie atkins book on graphic props for filmmaking called fake love letters forged telegrams and prison escape maps yeah. give it its full title yeah. uh, and like i say i don't i don't think anyone i don't i don't know of anyone who doesn't have it um yeah. but yeah it's such a like you say it's kind of like a, a a bible for graphic props yeah oh yeah it must have been pretty amazing to go through uh Annie's workshop and find all these little yeah. pieces of oh well, obviously the the Mendel's boxes <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> they were like oh yeah that was um I felt like I needed to buy gloves um for those. <laughs> they were like the original ones um and yeah I loved that and um, one of the one of the funny things was so she wanted was a bottle of blood. I'm really squeamish, so I'm going to find this hard to talk about. But um, <laughs> there was a bottle of fake blood, sorry, um, that she used on the on the telegrams on for the Grand Budapest Hotel. And we were like, how are we going to show this? Like, how are we going to show the the blood in the bottle? So I played around a bit. Bearing in mind, I am very squeamish and. So I got this perfect drip. So I, I splodged it on the paper, turned it upright to let it drip, put it back down. And then we sort of like Photoshopped it next to each other. 
But um, yeah, that was quite fun to do. But yeah, now I feel a bit sick, so let's move on. <laughs> Change the subject quickly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's such a lovely book. Because I imagine the the chaos of going through all that stuff and mm. all these little bits and recreating it. But in the book, it's so neatly laid out and so yeah. beautifully photographed. It's, it's almost kind of minimal. It's quite a, a busy yeah. topic of like bits of paper and... Mm. escape maps and all this sort of thing but it's so nicely laid out it's just such a lovely book just to flip yeah. through yeah. have you um have you worked with annie on any um sort of film projects um what have we done oh yeah actually so we were so we didn't actually work together because we were both in our separate homes <laughs> um a new film that's coming out at christmas is scrooge a christmas carol which is a animation um, and it's going to be on Netflix. So, yeah, me and Annie were both the graphic designers on that. Um, so, yeah, we both had our separate lists, but we were both creating this Victorian um, world together. So it's good. And it's another Christmas thing to put add to my portfolio. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> it's kind of a niche thing, isn't it? Now it's yeah. kind of lots of Christmas stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get into branding work from film work? Was it like a natural transition or is it something you'd done before yeah so when I was at university like well even before university I was doing like projects for people so well actually the first first thing I ever like proper thing I designed um was for my dad and he's a travel writer um and he publishes um like maps and guidebooks UK UK guidebooks and photographic books and I think it was yeah so it was before university he asked me to design a photography book on the Cotswolds and so you know I found a, a cheap version of InDesign online <laughs> and I started designing this book for him and you know I thought it was amazing at the time but I had no idea about grids or you know or any or layout or typography I was just kind of like you know, I was just going for it thinking, this is great. Um, since then, I have redesigned the book <laughs> since a degree and some real life experience. Um, but yeah, I guess it was my belief in my dad, like the belief that he had in me, because he always knew I was like a natural designer and I was always doing my own thing. So that really kind of got the ball rolling, I guess. And then I went to university, honed my skill. And then, yeah, I guess after university, I did do a few more real life things. And then I went into um, film and TV, but I've always done, always done branding on the side. Um, but now I'm doing more, more of it, getting the balance right sort of thing. But yeah, it helps so much, like having the, like being able to brand and design for real life. That helps so much with film and TV stuff. Because um, you have to do things at 500 miles an hour, like quickly design a you know a shop front for a, this shop and da, 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 da. um so I can like speed speed brand <laughs> and like okay who's the audience where is this positioned right uh you know that sort of thing but then also then that helps for my real life clients as well so do you um, find that that helped your actual real real world branding kind of having to brand imaginary stuff yeah very quickly does that then help once you then got the time to sit and actually yeah. um, have the time to work on it properly. Yeah, definitely. And I also think, like, with film and TV, it's all 
mostly it's like make-believe worlds and then a lot of my real life clients those people I attract are also they are like usually quite imaginative brands um and they want something a bit different and so I definitely offer I can well I think I think I can offer that service like it's something you know it's just not it's not a logo that you're just going to find on Pinterest it's something a bit different would you say you have a favorite project you worked on in in the filmmaking business um I think definitely this the Scrooge um a Christmas Carol basically it was all hand all hand done um so yeah I was designing like pen and ink off the computer it was so nice I didn't really go on my computer much at all um just like drawing drawing all day um it was just it was lovely (laughs) it sounds pretty great yeah so if anyone's got any animation, they, they need a designer. <laughs> <laughs> I was plugging myself, um, but yeah, um, yeah, that was that was a really nice project. Are there any downsides? Anything you haven't enjoyed so much? It can be really hard. Like I worked on a TV show last summer, which I have pretty much blocked out of my memory. Um, so yeah, that was that was a summer of hell. Um, which I try and try and forget about. <laughs> um, so that's why I like to just design for pretty Christmas brands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there was also modern day like TV show. So also another, you know, not one of my interests. Yeah. Um, but I was working with a lovely graphics team, so it all made it made it all worth it in the end. Um, yeah, there's some good people. There's some good graphics people out there. Yeah. It was just starting to sound a bit too good to be true, so I thought I'd see if yeah, there's any yeah, no. negatives no, no. to balance it out a bit. No, I just I said to my my boyfriend yesterday, I was like, I'm going to keep it really positive. <laughs> <laughs> so I just lowered the tone. Tell us something <laughs> bad. No, it wasn't bad stories, um, but no, we'll, we can say that for all, um, well, next time I'm on the podcast. <laughs> if people find this too sickly sweet, I'll come back on and I'll give them the just the yeah the harsh truths. Yeah. put them off because everyone at the, mo- the moment is probably like googling how to become a graphic designer for tv yeah i'll put them <laughs> off <laughs> <laughs> do you find that now you've been doing it for a while um people kind of know what you do or do you have to kind of explain to people what your oh, job I is to, i still have to explain yeah not many people get it i do have to like when i'm with my dad and we're watching a film i'm like you know a graphic designer designed that and he's like what no i'm like you know there that's inside a studio set like no they're outside i'm like no dad (laughs) so i think i've spoiled it for my family um but yeah they still still can't believe it even when i send them like behind the scene pictures and stuff like that they're just like what i think that's the biggest uh kind of misconception really that people just assume that everything on screen is uh well i guess it's part of the the job is to make it convincing and make it look like it belongs there so people automatically don't really think twice about mm. the fact a newspaper that it's a character's holding has been designed by somebody yeah. the graphic designers made that from scratch yeah. and someone's written all that small print <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah when I watch things I'm just like oh, well done graphics team well done graphics team you did a great job there <laughs> like, really yeah definitely you've got to appreciate it and yeah it's good to be able to do that mm that now see that side of things but yeah I think it's so I mean I could talk about my job all day um which is why I'm here (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> if, if anyone else wants to listen, I, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's really cool. So you're on back in the branding world, real life at the moment. Yeah, at the minute, yeah. What, what are you planning on doing next? You're going to go to another film project or do you think you kind of stay in real life for a while? Yeah, I don't know. Like, you, you never know what, like, what email is going to land in your inbox. Um, I think, so I've just moved to Bristol from London. So I think while I settle in this summer, I'm just going to keep on my real life, real life stuff. I've got quite a couple clients on um, and then maybe come autumn, I'll start looking for for film and TV stuff again. Um, but yeah, just see what comes my way. You never know. And on top of everything else, you also have your own studio where you design prints and greetings cards. And I guess, I guess it's kind of a, another Christmas theme. Oh, from yeah. your Christmas like... work to <laughs> Christmas just... carol to <laughs> Christmas cards. You've got, you've got to release this at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Christmas special. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, no, I do like, well, I love a Valentine's card, so I'm a, I'm a sad romantic. Um, so I've got a couple of those. And then, yeah, special occasion greeting cards. I In lockdown, um, I didn't have that much to do. And it was like, yeah, it was just quite self-indulgent because I was just designing for myself. I was like, what would I buy in a shop? Well, I can buy this. Um, so yeah, that was, that was fun. And then since then I've done a couple more ranges um, and a cut, I yeah, designed some prints um, and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it's like a, it's a chance for me to like create for myself rather than a client or a, um, a production designer, like, so yeah, I do enjoy that. I would like to design some more. It's just quite hard finding the time. Um, but yeah, I'd like to design a new range of prints or something like that. Have you found that you were able to kind of bring some of your film experience and the stuff that you'd made on on these movies and kind of pour it into your own work and these sort of Christmas cards? It seems to be like along the yeah. same kind of style. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I love I love like like vintage ephemera um and stuff like that so yeah I definitely get like the hand lettering and and those kind of things into my into my well I guess it is my own style so I'm just a sucker for like anything nostalgic (laughs) like I just want to look at something and feel like comfort and joy and like bring back memories so yeah I love I love that sort of vibe so yeah if I can get that across in a card and make someone else feel warm and fuzzy then yeah, that's that's what I want to do, really. And you, uh, yeah, you very kindly kind of um, reinterpreted the opening credits logo in this kind of style. Yeah. Uh, and if anyone's have a look at this, is on our Instagram at opening credits. Um, and yeah, you've done it in this really cool kind of vintage yeah. style. Yeah. So I like. So I love an old movie, um, and what I get most excited about is about an old film are the opening credits and those title cards. Like, I love It's a Wonderful Life. And those title cards are so beautiful. They're like, they are they're literal like greeting cards, which you can see have been like um, properly like printed and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I wanted to go for, yeah, an old vintage sort of feel. So I did some like hand lettering, um, put it on a, you know, a like a, what was the background? A sky, like clouds, black and white, putting some good... <laughs> 
some good um, aging and um, film effects. And yeah, I thought it felt quite nostalgic. And yeah, yeah, what I love, what's what I love about film. But no, it's really, it's great. Thanks so much for making it. it, it you can almost like hear the the soundtrack from yeah, 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 like yeah, an yeah. old 50s yeah. film. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Flora, thanks again for coming on the podcast. It's been really interesting to hear more about you and um, and what you do. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. Yeah, I look forward to listening to all your other guests. Yeah, thank you. I'll let you get back to work. Mm. Cheers then. Merry Bye. Christmas. Merry <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> My thanks again to Flora for coming on the show and sharing some of her stories. If you'd like to get in touch with Flora or see some more of her work, head to florafricker.com. You can also check out Flora's vintage reinterpretation of the opening credits logo on our Instagram, at opening credits, where we've also shared some examples of her many other creations. Be sure to give us a follow while you're there to see the other great guests we have coming up. Hopefully you've enjoyed this first episode of the Opening Credits Podcast. If you have, please do leave us a review and share this podcast with someone who you think would also like to have a listen. And subscribe so you don't miss our second episode coming later this week. Head to openingcredits.net to find out more about what's in store and to sign up to our newsletter where we share bonus content on our guests and other special features from around the world of film and design. If you're a film creative who'd like to be part of our new community, head to Facebook to join our new private group, Opening Credits Network. This is a place to share ideas, find inspiration and discover opportunities. Either search Opening Credits Network on Facebook or go to openingcredits.net to find out more. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.